so glad you're availing yourselves to the powerful message provided by Wisdom Connection, the media ministry of Wisdom International Network Ministries, where individuals are being helped to shape their future to fulfill their God-given destinies. We pray the ensuing message will enable you to find fulfillment in life. Now, let's receive the message. of giving. Everybody has a reason to give excuses. See, excuses always is meant for those who wants to live a life of mediocre. Mediocrity is living the same way over and over again without any extra change in your life. Mediocrity. Mediocrity, if you go to school, is somebody who can get an A plus who is still getting C pluses. Mediocrity is somebody who has the potential to be the head of the class, but is always hiding when it comes to leadership. And people are seeing the potential, but because they themselves see the risk in becoming all that God wants them to become, they chicken out and they stay average. Hallelujah. How many of you want to be average in life? Nobody wants to be average. All of us wants to excel in life. But how many people have what it takes to put in the work to get to that place? We would just open a scripture in John chapter 5 and use that as our case study this morning. Are you there? John chapter 5, amen, open quickly. If you have bump on this video, I always use bump because people go through YouTube, maybe you've seen this beautiful video, uh, Wisdom Connection video, um, just, just requesting uh, your likes, your subscription, and, and pressing the notification button so that anytime we drop a video, you would have opportunity to enjoy it, amen. Because our passion is to educate you, give you good information to live a better life. So in John chapter 5, there's a story of Jesus going to a place and meeting somebody who was what? Lame. Amen. He was sick. He had an issue, not just him, but a lot of people. Let's read it before I get long-winded. And John chapter 5, verse 1 says, After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In this lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, hot, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the waters stepped in was made whole of whatever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity 31 and 80 years. 38 years he's been lying by this pool waiting for a deliverance. And the Bible says that every time the water was stayed up, every time the anointing comes, every time God shows what in that pool, this man could not take that step of faith into the water to have delivered. Amen? Or to have his deliverance. Verse 6, when Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he said unto him, Will thou be made whole? So Jesus came 
and saw all the people lying next to the pool waiting to be delivered. And Jesus didn't ask anybody but went straight to the man who has been lying there for 38 years, seeking that this man will understand the question and request his assistance for deliverance. Because the angel that comes to stay the pool was sent by God. And Jesus is God, and Jesus has whatsoever it takes to heal this man, not when the angel stirs the water only, but when he responds correctly to the question that he was asked. Look at what the man said. And the impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but uh, while I am coming another step down before me. Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up thy bed and walk. Rise, take up thy bed and walk. If you look at the instruction, all that Jesus said was the man to take a step. Take a step. Do something. Not just stay there and give excuses. Uh, not to cut uh, not to not to go too long. You can see that Jesus was trying to teach us a lesson by all these stories. He asked him a question, a simple question. Would you like to be well? Would you like to succeed in life? Would you want your finances to change? How would you want your marriage to become? And then look at the guy's answers. The impotent man answered by giving excuse. I have no man. Did he ask, Do you have somebody to put you in the pool? Did Jesus ask him, do you have what it takes to become what financially sound? Jesus asked questions already knowing the answer. So when God gives you an assignment, my brother, my sister, I want you to know that God already knows your end from your beginning. God knows the obstacles that will be in your way. He knows the challenges you face. God will take you through an awkward situation to make sure that you can trust him well enough to take that step of faith to see the result that you're looking for. I came to talk to you about excuses because excuses hinders us from taking that step of faith. Anytime you hear a man trying to give reasons why they couldn't do what they've been called to do. Remember that I told you that it's the devil's trick to distract them from fulfilling their God-given purpose and give a reason why they can't do it so that the glory of God will not be seen. I've been saying this and I want to say it again today. If the devil can't stop you from having a relationship with God, his next target is to stop you from becoming all that God is in you. Our God is a God of potential. He's omnipotent, all-powerful. He has every gift in him. And God has created you in his own likeness so that you will show forth a piece of him in your lifetime whilst you live here. So the devil will not stop you for a relationship with God. Well, we believers say that he can't stop you from becoming born again. He will work so hard so that he will distract you from becoming God's what purpose. Becoming all that God created you to be. So that you will not live a life pleasing to God's purpose for you. But still live and expect to go to heaven. See, heaven is a place, and heaven can be created. 
I say it again. I'm on footage. I pray that you understand me by the revelation. Heaven is a place we are going, but heaven can be duplicated and created here. Pray our Father who art in heaven, let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If I'm walking on streets of gold in heaven, I won't wait what way to go and walk on that streets of gold. I'll pray God to give me a piece of that gold here right now. So heaven can be duplicated here. How can heaven be duplicated? If you deliver yourself from giving yourself excuses, the reason why you can't, and my mother didn't take me to school, and I was abused when I was a child, and my husband left me two years into the marriage with two kids, and all the reasons why, you see, all these reasons were introduced by the devil to stop you in your tracks from fulfilling your God-given purpose and destiny. Yes, he left you with two kids, but look at your kids' life. They're doing well. They're doing well because God endowed you with a special gift called grace to raise those kids. You see, where man's effort fails, the grace of God takes over. Yes, you need a husband. You need a man. Man of God, you need a woman. But when the woman walks out of you, you can choose. You have a choice to use this as an excuse or allow the grace of God to kick in to raise those kids. Our world is confused today because people have stopped following the voice of God. They've stopped following the purpose of God. They're trying to do things by their own strength just to get accolades rather than to allow the glory of God to be seen. Anybody still here? So tell somebody and tell the person enough about those excuses. Oh, yes, we've heard that story over and over again. Now, when you come and you're trying to tell that story, we don't want to hear it. We've heard it. Use your excuses as motivation and stop focusing on your distractions. I take my time here. A lot of people are doing well until we look at the next person at next door and we began comparing ourselves to that person. They don't know your story. They don't know what you've been through. As a matter of fact, they don't hear the music by which you're dancing. You see, in life, you have to dance to a tune of a music. That the tune of music somebody is listening to might be different from what you're listening to. When we're young, when you go to a party and people are dancing and they don't uh, dance properly, we call them offbeat. Offbeat. This means that life has a rhythm. Amen. There's a beat to every life. Are you dancing to somebody listening to reggae music? And you want to dance reggae music. Meanwhile, you listen to jazz and blues. Hallelujah. You have to come to a place and have a resolve. Say resolve. And know that you know that this is what God called me for. It's called discovery. After discovering what God has called you for, put in the work to develop that. Because if you don't develop it, it stays on the drawing board. Nobody will see it to support you. And nobody will support what you're doing for you to become a household name. Stop giving excuses. You have potential to change a whole generation. Don't allow what you don't have to stop you. Because what you don't have is not ready with you because you haven't discovered what you want to do with it yet. I'm trying to slow down to make things clear. You see, money will not just come to you unless you have something that you need money for. 
And sometimes I have a simple philosophy. If God can open doors, he can do for you what you need money for without money. Did you catch that? You want a car? You want a down payment? You don't have a down payment. You have no excuse. God can give you a favor to go to that car dealership and sign the dotted line. Let me tell you this. It's called a step of faith. Every month he'll give you the ability to pay for the car. So whilst you're waiting to get the money to get the car, you see, you're still living below your privileges. Anybody still here? Oh yeah. The wealth and the financial management people say, oh, that's how you incur a lot of debt. Everybody has a debt in this world. Some people incur debts so that they can live a legacy. Some incur debts so that what they will squander it. Make a choice. The house you're living in is a debt. Every month you pay for it, don't you? So if you want to incur debt as a spiritual leader, I will advise you incur debts that will live legacy for the next generation. If a bank will give you money, think about it and think about it clearly. I remember some time ago we were looking for a space. And one of my leaders just suggested, oh, the government is giving so much money for X, Y, and Z. Then I asked the person, when we go get the money, what can we do? to make profit from that money and pay the money back because no money is given for free. And the person that was looking at me, I said, yes, I'm not greedy for money. I want money that I can use to either touch human life or use to build legacy for the next generation. Don't go for the money because they're giving it for free. No, nothing is free in this life. Either they'll give it to you today and cut a deal with you that you cannot what? You cannot pay. Are you hearing me? So stop making excuses. Money is good for a defense, but it's not everything money can do. Money doesn't build relationships. Money doesn't bring happiness. For those of you that are chasing money, like money is all your life, money can make you become distracted. You lose focus on more important things like your friends that have struggled and hustled and have, they've, they've talked with you all your life. Then your attitude changes. You stop calling them. They call you. You don't answer. Be careful. Money can become a distraction. Money. So when you're praying God for money, pray God so that he will give you wisdom so that when the money comes, you know how to invest the money. Let me tell you, teach you another principle. You see, don't pray for money. Pray God for ideas. And when God gives you the idea and you are able to write the idea down, you've been able to write that proposal down. When the money comes, you won't squander it. You invest it. And money invested brings profit. So stop giving excuses. Stop giving excuses because everybody has a reason to give an excuse. Everybody can give an excuse, but let me tell you, the excuses you're giving are supposed to become a stepping stone to rather build your life. The excuses, your mother who walked out on, on you didn't do that because she wanted to do that. Circumstances made her do that. And guess what? The Bible says that all things will work together for good to them that love God. This morning, I want to challenge and ask you this simple question. Do you love God? Yes. yes. What happened to you in your past was supposed to be a, what, a message for your present. Amen. 
for people who have been through similar situations. Nowadays, you look and listen to social media, horrible things are happening, things that are not supposed to be mentioned about, among human beings. But guess what? Those that those circumstances and situations happen to have a choice to use it in their future endeavor to become a message to the next generation or use that to get stuck in their past. Life is lived forward, not lived in the past. So whatever happened to you, yes, happened to you. Whatever happened to you, we don't want to minimize it. We don't want to say it didn't happen, but what are you doing with it? Are you allowing it to enslave you and to put you in the dungeons of your past? Or are you allowing it to expose you to a platform where you can use exactly the thing the devil chose to use to kill you as an answer to those that are going through the same thing? Excuses. Excuses. Stop focusing on your distraction. Stop giving excuses. People who focus on their distractions will not succeed in life. People who focus on their what? Excuse their distractions to give excuses will not succeed. But people who ignore their distractions, yes, it happened to me. Yes, it was painful. But focus on their intentions about life, fulfill their dreams. My intention is because I live in an environment of ignorance and everybody is using religion to to manipulate and to enslave people, I'll use mind knowledge God gave me to what? To educate people, to empower them, to expose them to the truth so that they'll be able to find their feet in life and fulfill their God-given destiny. You see, because I have an intention, the devil will distract me. Anybody at all that have good intentions to do something significant in life, I want to warn you. The devil will be at your door. The problems you haven't seen before will start surfacing in your life. See, the reason for that is God does not call chickens. He calls what? Giant killers. Amen. Gideon said, I'm the smallest. And he said, no, thou mighty man of valor. There's something in you you don't see, but God sees. There's something in you you don't even recognize is there. But all your friends who knows you and they know you have that always are talking about it. But because you want to give excuse, anytime they see it, say it, you just shy away and give excuse why you can't do that. I remember when we were young, our three closest friends I always walk with three. Like Jesus had Peter, James, and John. I had three closest friends. One is so diplomatic, he is not confrontational. The other one will be in your face, and the other one is just in between. Oh, everybody needs three friends. The one who can tell you, hey, stop, stop, you're acting up. Shut up and sit down. And they don't mean anything, but they mean well. And the one who says, oh, what are you doing? You don't do it. We're here to help you. And the one who is just always, let's go, let's go. He doesn't care. Hallelujah. I'm saying this to say that the one who is confrontational is always reminding me of how anointed I was. How the way my mindset is, God will use me in ministry. And guess what? He's the one I always fought with the most. Because he's telling me something I don't want to do. Whilst I grow in Christ 
this becomes so evident. I remember one day we were just arguing and he said that, well, since you are the pastor, come on, that's back a bigger fight. Because I didn't want to hear that thing. Guess what? I've been exposed to a lot of mishaps, things that have happened to pastors, people that were in ministry, so that scared me. What is carrying you right now that you're giving excuses? Until I yielded fully to God for the ministry is coming for my life was confused. Young man, hopeless, useless, don't know what to do with my life. It was after I yielded my life to the call of God that God started giving me different ideas for different things. Let me tell you, man of God, if God calls you into the ministry, don't throw your past away. Your past is part of your ministry. Develop stuff around your past. I told you I grew out of ignorance. So my passion is to educate people. Why? Because I realized that people's life will be enhanced when they know exactly what they want out of life. So I help you discover what you want, not what I want for you. Most churches you go, they're telling you what God is saying that you don't have any idea about. Some of you know what you want in life. You just need somebody to coach you and to guide you into it. I have sons and daughters that are making enrolls in life today because God made me available to them and available to me. Now they're following their passion in life. And let me tell you something. When you discover what God wants you to do in life, you never work a day in your life. Amen. Things that become difficult for other people, it's just a walk in the park for you. Look at Michael Jordan throwing a free throw. You think it's as easy as taking a ball and throwing it till you attempt doing that. See, God wants you to come to a place that you sign a contract and say, whether I go forward and die or die here, I'm going to move forward anyway and die because my life is in the future. My life is before me, not behind me. Stop making excuses. Stop allowing people to determine your parameters because people don't know you like God knows you. People don't know you. Winners quit being what distracted and they zero in on their assignment and purpose in life. That's why they're winners. If you want to win in life, yes, look at the distraction and walk through them. Look at the distraction. Like David saw Goliath and he didn't see a what, nine foot, over nine foot man with a big sword. He saw Goliath and he saw an opportunity. See, opportunity. Some of the opportunities in life are disguised in the troubles you've been through. Some of the opportunities are the difficulties you're going to go through. Look at what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 16. I like buttressing what I say with scripture. If that will make sense to you, please share our videos, like it, write comments. We want to have a lot of people subscribing. Hallelujah. We are at 80 something. We want to hit by 100 next month. So please, if you can help us, that would be a good blessing. Hallelujah. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, Paul was writing to the Corinthians, says, For a great door and effectual is open unto me. Read the last line. Ready? Read. You haven't opened. I said 1 Corinthians 16.9. Please open. I want you to see it. I want you to see it. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9. You ready? Let's read it together. For a great door and effectual is open unto me, but 
and there are what? And there are what? Paul could have given himself a reason not to go and his reason would be justified because the moment the door of opportunity was opened to him, the devil set roadblocks in his way. Adversaries, people and things and situations and circumstances are signed to test your resolve. How confident are you that what you're doing, you're called by God to do it? How confident are you? I'm giving you reasons not to quit because something happened. Because something is going to happen and you have no control. Something will happen when it happens. But a question I want to ask you is, are you going to use that as an excuse? Or are you going to use that as a stumbling block? Do you know the whole world lies in questions? Church, do you know the whole world lies in questions? And the reason why the whole world lies in questions is people don't put in effort to develop their what? Their what? Resolve skills. They don't work hard to answer those questions. So if you can give people answer to their questions, they'll pay you for it. That's just a definition of making wealth. Somebody sat down and thought of about how people's skin get cracked and ashy and dry and draws what? Uh, maps on the skin and said that I'll give them a solution. And then he came out with a gold bond cream. How many of you know gold bond? I'm advertising gold bond. Or any of the creams you put on your skin. Why do you buy those creams? Because it solved the question of dry skin, of ashy skin. I know women have different uh, what do you, creams on their dress, well, how do you call it? In front of their dressing mirror, on their dresses. Ladies, one for the eyes before they sleep, one for the eye when they wake up, one for their elbows, one for their neck, uh, what, knuckles, one to just give them a light tone on the skin. You know, people know how to make money or people who know how to make money look for questions people are looking answers for. And they deliver. You have an answer. Because God allows you to go through something. And you're using that as an excuse rather than a springboard. Stop giving what excuses. Because there will always be adversaries in your way. I'll say it clearly for you to hear it. There will always be adversaries. God, give me children. God, give me children. God will give you the children, but you know children, you will find out quickly children are not easy to be raised. Now you've mastered raising them. By the time you sleep and wake up and turn around, everybody's moved out. There will always be an adversary. Man of God, there will always be a challenge in your life. And the challenge is to spare you on, to make you become a stronger and a tougher person rather than a weak person, always giving reasons why it can't be done. Tell somebody it can be done. Develop your life assignment. Develop it. When you discover it, it's not good enough. You have to develop it. Tell somebody, develop. That's what most people are very poor are doing. They know what they want. They will know what God called them to do, but they won't invest a dime into it. Develop it. If you have to take a course, take a course. If you have to do a training, do a training. Develop what you have. And after you know that you know that that is developed well and now put it at the marketplace, deploy it. Why am I making videos? Because I want the world to hear what I have to offer. 
The more I go, the higher I go, the more it diversifies into other things. Guess what? I want one day I'll wake up and I'm in demand or I'm on demand or in demand, whichever way across the globe. Because my vision is to reach nations, not communities. How do I get to nations if I don't develop what I have? The world will not subscribe to mediocrity. They will subscribe to excellence. Say it after me. The world will not subscribe to mediocrity. They will subscribe for excellence. So in the world of movies, they have actors and they have A-list actors. Say it after me. They have actors and they have A-list actors. Why is that? Because among the actors, some stand out. And that's the emphasis I want to bring to you. Stop giving excuses. Work on your craft. And if you're working on your craft, don't get up one morning and think it's going to blow out overnight. As you work on your craft, God will create opportunities for you. So when somebody tells you no, it doesn't mean you're, you're what? Your, your acting career or what you're doing is over. When somebody doesn't like you, it doesn't mean that you're not doing what you're called to do. It simply means that God will open the doors, but there will be what? Adversaries. There will be people who, the moment they hear you talk, or they hear you speak, or they hear you act, you infuriate them. Why? Because they're so insecure that they see you as a competition. Don't compete with anybody. Amen. The best person to compete with is yourself. Be the best you can be. That's the only way you become an excellent person. Amen. The world is looking for excellence. Make sure that you're always working on your craft. Romans 8, 19, I love this scripture. It says, creation is waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. Creation, the whole creation. The tree, the dog, the cat. Anything you can think about is waiting for you to mature. It's waiting for you to come to a place to become a household name so that they will subscribe to your product. Yes, when we're really religiously really okay, the whole creation is waiting for you to come to the glory of God. The glory of God is when you've been able to allow God to chisel all the essences you have on your what statute for it to become a true and a real picture. For people to subscribe to. There are certain sculptures you can't buy. Because it's so expensive. Made by an expensive statue maker. What do you call them? Sculptors. Thank you. You see, you're waiting to buy that sculpture. But you don't know how much has been chipped out of that. God is chiseling you out. He says you are... The vine, I am the vine dresser. Every branch in you that is going to bring excess weight, I'll prone it. So when you're going through difficulties, not always the devil. Sometimes God allowed the devil to do that dirty job. When people are just walking all over you, sometimes it's not the devil. It's not because you don't have favor. It's rather because your favor is irritating the demons in them. So they will stop you and stop you till like a balloon. They push you down and their hands get so stiff that they have to what? Let it go. And then you surface and now everybody will see you. Don't always make a quick judgment and think every difficulty is of the devil. Yes, even if it's of the devil. The, de the Bible says that all things 
will work together for your good. Do you love God well enough? Do you love God? Do you believe that God loves you? That's what I call relationship. When two lovers meet, it's sparkling. Guess what? Even two lovers will have to work on their relationship. They would have to find a way to see that this person talks too much. I don't talk that much. I have to accommodate the person when he's talking because that's where they find their joy. You see, in, in love relationship, we compromise a lot. If you have a relationship with God, he wants you to know how to listen to his voice and follow and then allow circumstances and situations to stop you. I hope I've brought enough information to help you this week. Stop making excuses because excuses will hinder you from fulfilling your God-given purpose. But look at all the distractions in your life and say, Apostle has given me a revelation. Now I'm going to use you as a stepping stone. Insecurity, here I come. When you feel like not doing it, that's when you have to put your shoulder up, brace your chest and say, I'm coming for you. When you don't feel like doing it, do it anyway. I said, when you don't feel like doing, do what? Do it anyway. If you know your life depends on it, be intentional about everything you do. Why are you talking? Because you're practicing your speech. Don't talk because you want to talk. Don't waste your words. Don't waste your time. And most importantly, open up for opportunities because God is the one that gives us opportunities. God bless you. This is Wisdom Connection. Till we meet again, make sure you subscribe, you share, and above all, click the notification button so that when we post a video, you'll be notified. Your love, your favorite. God bless you. Yeah.